All right. How you doing? Good. Do you have something to share with us, Neil? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, I am uh, I'm starting a new podcast, and we don't know what it's called yet, but uh, the premise of the podcast is essentially trying to bridge the divide between uh, men and women today, because there's this constant war going on on social media, and what's really sad about the war is that it's not a war about who is better, it's a war about who has it worse. And I think it's pathetic. <laughs> and I want to hash uh, hash out some of those issues with a lady who's she's very educated. She's a relationship psychologist. She's also has a degree in sexology. I didn't even know that was a thing. And she has some other um, diplomas and degrees. She's very knowledgeable and basically a lot more educated than I am. So check that out. It's currently on my second channel. It's not actually on the audio platforms yet. But the first episode would have come out a few days ago, last Wednesday, I believe, assuming this one comes out um, on, on, on the following Sunday. So have a listen. Tell me what you think. And it'll be very different to this. It'll be a bit more serious. I don't know, man. I feel like I could have just done that for you. Can you give me that female perspective? Yeah. That 25-year-old uh, millennial female perspective? Yes. Tell I could have exactly. done it. Tell me what it's like. You saved you all of this effort. Tell me what it's like. <laughs> Dude, they should just shut the fuck up. There you go. The podca- You don't need to do the podcast now. It's been fixed. <laughs> Why don't you bitches shut up? <laughs> Ooh. I think that's Daily something Telegraph, that we could all like get together with. Racist <laughs> and now sexist comedian. sexist comedian. Yeah, I mean, we're all... You know what, though? I am actually excited about it because I'm always... I mean, look, anyone who's excited with anyone who has a degree with the word sex in it. And I did know that those existed before and I have looked them up. I've just been like, yeah, 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 just tell me where the G-spot is. You know, so I'm into that. <laughs> we should do a podcast just on that. Where is the G-spot? She, she will... Well, actually, isn't that the whole thing? Aren't scientists just like, this is a bigger mystery to us than Planet Nine, you know? Isn't that, they They have no idea where it is. Well, somewhere in the vagina, but that's about <laughs> it. It's like, that, that's what I've got it at. Good job. <laughs> Isn't it, uh, it's at the top, you know? Yeah, like, it's, look. You know, you got to kind of, oh, this is, all right, already. For anyone who's a new listener to this podcast, the running joke is that this audience skews very male. So I would estimate it's about 97% and 3% now. It started <laughs> off at about 80-20 and just gradually has uh, continued to, to dwindle. So whatever female listeners we have left are definitely abandoning us after we are attempting <laughs> to articulate where the no, G-spot is. No, you tell us where it is. If you're so fucking sure. smart. Go on, tell us in the comments. It? Where is it? It's in the, the, the north of the whole... <laughs> it's up... <laughs> Look, your guess is as good as mine. No, I stroke, swear this is stroking. the one. Yeah, you look, I understand that there's like this action that everybody <laughs> learns from that one video that you downloaded from LimeWire. Everyone everyone understands but, that yeah. it's like somewhere there. When you're 15, you, yeah. you just stroke it like a cat. <laughs> you don't start off stroking it, all right? You start off uh, in other areas. Yeah, but when you move into that area. You start on the clit. 
actually. Yeah. That's what I do. What do you do? <laughs> no, I just rub around the vulva, then I go to the clear. Oh, see, look, I actually wouldn't know the 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 the, the, the clits up the top and then the oh man, this is sad. It is really sad that like fingering is just this very sideshow thing. I just remember being fourteen and being like, "Oh man, dude, you fingered someone? Did it, did it feel like a clam? You know, like it was. It's it a was big very, thing back then. Yeah." Mm. But now it's just this thing of just being like, hurry the fuck up, you know. <laughs> Do you say those words while you're doing it as well? Yeah, I've said Aria. that before. Yeah, well, that's just what it happens in a long-term yet? relationship. Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Is that the G-spot or not? And there's a lot of that. And I think I think you're right that it's somewhere yeah. around there. But I think that's the whole crux of it. I'm, again, not an expert. But... I think that scientists are always saying that, yes, it is somewhere there, but it varies. Yeah, I think it does it vary between... Around. Um, oh, well, on the... On the on the veg. Yeah, right. It, as in it's different for uh, <laughs> different women? women? Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For a while, I was like... Or just mysteriously orbits, <laughs> Yeah, maybe. that it actually moves. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just as constantly trying to trick men. It's like, ah, didn't get it this time, did ya? No. Something such well, a Rubik's Cube. Can't it just be easy? Yeah. It's very, very easy for women to get men off. It's just this for 10 minutes. That's it. <laughs> really? Well, I do not like hand jobs. Yeah, I know, me neither. Well, well actually, I can do that much better than they can. So that's what's true. The, what's the point? Having said that, though, sometimes you meet some freaks that know how to get the job done. But. The, yeah, they, they um, are a minority. It'd just be like with women. I th- I'm sick of all these sex in the city movies always just being like, mm, women, men, women just don't know what to do in the vagina of a woman. Shut up. As if like most women that I've ever had any sexual encounter with, it's always just been this thing of like, okay, that hurt. Um, that wasn't sexy at all. Now I'm flaccid. I'm just going to have to think of some porn that I had. And, hey, yep, I'm hard again. All right, yeah, yeah. You, that was all you, doll. You know, like that. <laughs> That's like a huge. That's like most of the sexual yeah, I mean, encounters. Maybe you, have. you should be doing this podcast. You should be actually getting <laughs> oh, no, a, a therapy you, session man. with her. <laughs> <laughs> then again, our generation, yeah, it's we're so warped with porn that uh, I'd be lying if I if I didn't say that once or twice. Uh, more than once, once or twice in the last month, uh, I've had to fantasize about porn to uh, to get the job done. Yeah, with a woman. Yeah, about a porn video I'd recently seen or something like that. <laughs> just, it's too easy. It is too easy I'm, to do. I'm sorry, but like when when you're at that formative stage, 14, 15, 16, and you're seeing the best of the best. Mm. Recorded for all times. You can't go backwards. That is what porn is, isn't it? It's just like one of those like uh, VHS highlights of best marks in AFL. Yeah. But we just it's have so many of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's the um, cream of the crop. That's why you want, when people say porn is unrealistic, it's unrealistic in the same way LeBron James is unrealistic. It's uh, it's good to marvel at. It's good to aim for. But uh, these you? are the experts. Yeah, they these are, are athletes. the professionals. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's definitely an athletic pursuit. You know what? I remember actually some agent saying that exactly that point. Of just being like, look, you just have to understand, yeah, these are these are the uh, gold medalists of sex right here, yeah? <laughs> and the chick kind of just had like crooked teeth and they just cut to a shot of her being like, 
But anyway, that was neither here nor there. I think the, the point still stands regardless of that shot. Mm. So anyway, the point is, I am looking forward yeah, to we're your... Down to 1%. Uh, huh? We're down to 1%, I think. Of, of women? I don't know why any woman would still be listening right now. Neither do I. But here we are, because they do they do pop up into when I used to have stand-up stand shows. In fact, massacres. you know what? Recently, when I've just been walking around the street, the vast majority of people that listen to this podcast are women. They're the ones that approach and why. say, like, uh, neither do I. It really bumbles the mind, but that's the feedback that I'm getting. Oh, okay. Wow. There you go. That's surprising. It is very surprising. And I always have the same response as well of, why? <laughs> to which their answer is, mm mm-hmm. So it's, it's just this huge circle of confusion. Cool. That's this whole podcast. This is what this podcast is. It was my girlfriend pointed out a while ago. It is that. People. It's just a very... Conf- it is just like endless confusion, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's nerdy banter. No, it's not even that. Dude, it's just hypothesis. That's all it is. It's just like, do you think this? Or oh, I don't know. I'm not an expert in it. Yeah, me either. Well, anyway, yep. let's keep talking about it. Actually, that's 100% <laughs> it. That was all I did in the last one. I know. I'm not an expert. Look, I'm not an expert. Just so you know, I, oh, I should have a counter as to how many times I say that. Yeah. I only say that. I shouldn't even say that. I only say that because I know people get, get attacked. so riled up. Because if they are an expert on it and I've said something wrong, they just vociferously attack you. It's like, what do you... Calm down. Exactly. What Especially when they aren't an expert. Be, I've read one more article than you have. Exactly. We're not claiming to be a... Um, well, we're definitely not experts in the female anatomy. No, we are not. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think many male comedians are. You know what? A man that would... If there was two men on a podcast being like... Well, um, this is the podcast where we explore the female anatomy and um, we're going to tell you boys exactly where everything is. That would be fucking creepy. Yeah. That would be sadistic and they're probably sex offenders. What about if they had Spanish accents? I think there's certain European ones. Worse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, dude, it's, I reckon it's, that is way is, um, better. It's um, 30 degrees upward. From the axis of the vagina. Dude, are you saying it would be worse than just being like, right, fuckheads, here's where the fucking G spot is, cunt. Dude, that true. is so much worse. It's so right, much right, right. worse. It's a fair point there. Um, there's mm. like, there's definitely degrees of accents of talking about sex. But actually. No, I think any man who's like, oh, I'm an expert on. Even though I just did a video um, talking about sex. But I jokingly said I was an expert. I didn't actually say it. Sexpert. But that's who you're doing this new podcast with. A sexpert. She literally is a sexpert. So, yeah. The first one would be up. Uh, we, that's just an introduction to, uh, to her and to what we're going to talk about. We did actually, we talked about, you know how I always say on this podcast, what is toxic masculinity? We fleshed that out. Well, what was and her view? And so, uh, well, you have to listen to the podcast. I'm not going to try to my two summarize her uh, her view. Mm. No, but she agreed. I always said there's that separation between because I wasn't sure if the phrase implied that all of masculinity is toxic or there is this sort of bastardization of um, masculine ideals, which then becomes toxic. 
And I, I would happily agree if, if the second one is articulated clearly enough. And she said, she basically said that. So we agreed on that. There was no butting heads yet. We didn't, we didn't really, um, there was one point I think in the second podcast where I said something incels could do is just go to a brothel. <laughs> and then um, she wasn't, she wasn't, it's not like she was angry at that, but she didn't agree with that. Why not? Well, I wasn't saying that's the be-all and end-all. I don't think it can cure, you know, all the resentment you have by one visit to the brothel. But I just think it's a step in the right... It could be a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. You just get it out of your system, fine. It's a bit... It it might be a bit degrading for your first time to be in a brothel. But it, it's just a physical act. I mean, then you start to realise this. Why did I value just the act itself so much? What... um. What actually is more meaningful is the, well, can you actually build a relationship? And who are you as a person? Has she built a relationship? Is oh, she in one? You haven't asked her? If she's built a, what if she has a, what? Has she, she got has, a boyfriend? Um, I don't know. This is a purely professional uh, endeavor. Really? Are you trying to hit on her like through me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just tell her that. Yeah, I like sexologists. Ask what know. her star sign is, just you, from a friend. You know, I was in the Daily Telegraph uh, as being um, a racist Making comedian. News. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up, baby. I'm sure she's not into that. Or is she? Look, is she cool with that? With is she what? cool with racists? If I, I'm sure if I pose the question that adamantly, hey, what do you think of racists? Uh, my guess would would be that she wouldn't like them, but look, who knows? Yeah, yeah, but who you knows? know what I mean, right? Is she one of those women that says a lot of the time, she uses this word a lot, problematic? Or is she no, just no, one no, of those no, people? No. Yeah, no, okay. No, she's not. Cool. She's not a cuck. She's not a cuck? <laughs> no. This is weird. You're just expecting this day and age that anyone who's a sexpert is instantly going to be in the simp army, you know? <laughs> but that's really cool that she's, you know, part of the common sense brigade. So far. Like Neil and I. Just, just proud bastions I think of she, it. I think we like to traverse that sort of middle ground. Um, is that what we call the audience here? What the... Just, just privates of the common sense brigade. That's what they are. No, they just are the common sense brigade. They're the common sense brigade. But your general is one of those guys that has the Hurley uh, speed dealer sunglasses folding his arms in his Facebook display. So you bow down to him. Oh, we need to get merch that says common sense brigade. Yep. I would organize that. I'm having uh, issues with that. Or or not issues, but uh, some of my merch and managerial um, things are on hold. Cannot go into that. Uh, But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Look, it was it was a smart idea to bring up your podcast. Probably not a smart idea to bring up that. So we'll probably move on. It was it was any more explanation. It was it. vague enough to you know yeah. people can um, draw to it too if they're smart. Yeah, look, they can um, try to decipher what I meant by that. You can do what you want with your life. Yeah, that's up to you if you want to be a bad person. That's exactly it, and I'm sure you are because you're still listening to this sort of. Well, what we we started talking about the G spot, and now we're. You tried to hit Pretty on a colleague. You it. tried to sort of like, through me, hit on a what is essentially a work colleague of mine. Yeah, That's curious, quite so. problematic. And over nothing as well, just being like, oh, her degree her- has sex in it. <laughs> she must be hot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I, I think that you should tune into that. 
if you are mm-hmm. listening. If you just want my two cents on Neil's podcast that I haven't heard, I assume it's going to be good based off the merit of it. And, thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the endorsement. <laughs> you should also listen to uh, Friendly Geordie's other, other podcast that he does on Twitch. How's that going? Twitch seems to be happy with it. That's good. Yeah. Are they but with your with your can... current um, you know, with uh, the the heat you're attracting with uh, certain mainstream media sources? Are they okay with that? Uh, look, this this was the guide when I went on Twitch. Just tr- quote. Just try not to use the N word too much. <laughs> what? Just try. Just try. So like. If you do, we'll, we'll talk then and we'll decide at the time if you used it too much. But if, if you could, you could just reduce it to a minimum. Do you, is this going to like damage Twitch? What? That, that's their, uh, those are their standards? I think it's very obvious when you go on Twitch that those are the standards. Oh, okay. Because I don't really... Um, it's a streaming platform, right? Yeah. And it's a streaming platform of gamers. Okay. Now, if there's one thing that gamers are not, it's cucks. Really? They might be simps, but oh, they're not okay. cucks. And we have discussed the difference between yeah. a cuck and a simp. But the thing is that like, they are not going to be using PC language. Their whole life is in front of a PC, but they themselves are not. But they are cucks. Gamers. Now, they they don't have girlfriends. All... Exactly. They sit at home so all day simps. playing video games. You have to have a good. You have to have oh, a girlfriend. Oh, okay. To be a so cuck. yes, they're not the def. Yes, okay, that's true. They're not a <laughs> cuck. I'm sure if they get a girlfriend, they would be open to cuckoldry. Oh, for sure. They'd be open to anything if they had a girlfriend. Yeah. Particularly one that looks sort of like anime, because that's all twitchy. Isn't it? Yeah, they love girls that are sort have a hint of gothic and then a hint of anime. Yeah. And they the play right video flavor. games. But that, again, is just part of anime because that's all that's happened ever since Dragon Ball Z. After we tuned out, pretty much every anime always just has some bunny girl that's hot. I don't know why, but mm. she's there. Yeah, the bunny thing is... I don't know what it is. I think Neither it just plays I. into the, the, the fantasy of teenage boys. Ask the sex bird that. I want to know. <laughs> why? <What's laughs> this is just bunny? a satellite pod of that. Pod? That is weird. What? Why is that a sexy thing? Because that's an animal. Why are certain animals... Why, because a bunny is... A, that's the cute animal. Everyone, oh, I'm bunny. That's so cute. So I guess you're tying that cuteness and adorable aesthetic in with... Uh, with um, with a cute girl, maybe? I don't know. I mean, I don't really... But then again, if I if I did see a hot girl in a bunny outfit, I'd, be, I'd probably be like, eh. Yeah, I'd be down for it. But you know why? Because it degrading. And that's what sex is all about. It's okay. all about being really filthy. Anything. Like, that's always wait, the thing wait, wait. that, like, really gets men off. It's just like, yeah, that's pretty fucked. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's like there yeah, has to be some yeah, kind of, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm, that's fucking dirty. That- I like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I like... Um, I think the power dynamic... Is is uh, more what gets me off occasionally? I'd say. Yeah, but that's know, all part of the tapestry. It doesn't dude. always have to be dirty, but uh, being in control is nice. You have to, look that that is just part of being a guy in sex. So I think that that's what it like really boils down to. That like you know, 
Like we, we, we can draw two and two together, can't we? We, we don't need to finish that sentence. No, no now on, I need finish to finish it. the sentence because now I'm going to be like, are you saying you want to have sex with a rabbit? No, I don't want to do that. You de- <laughs> so you, de- you, you, you degrade rabbits. Is that what you're... Yeah, see? <laughs> Fuck. Really put myself in a hole here. Look, all I'm saying is... Look, you defend all these koalas, things are just like but you power. just want to fuck rabbits. <laughs> the koala... <laughs> Jesus, if that became a thing. You're the koala saver, but the, ah. the rabbit killer. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing sexy about koalas, is there? But no, see, and they're not the thing, that though. far off from a, um, a rabbit. They're both no. furry and cute and cuddly, but there's something about a rabbit that, oh, I can't believe we're talking about rabbits being vaguely sexual. <laughs> Yet here we but are. it's the aesthetic of it. You know, they've got that little tail and it's kind of teasing people, you know? You know what it is? It's, it's probably a- just, look, it's probably even simpler than that. It's just Hugh Hefner was into it. And so he had the Playboy bunnies. Okay, so he made, so because of that, well, because maybe it was all propaganda. <laughs> It was all propaganda. I yeah. swear that's what it is. Mm. Don't you think? Just like how in the Middle Ages, they thought fat chicks were hot. Don't you think that would be more closer to what we're actually biologically attracted to? Because we want to see those, uh, you know, that fat storage and the uh, fertility that comes with uh, larger breasts. and. Uh, no, because it kept going in and out because in ancient society, so it depended. So uh, in it. Athens, they were really into skinny women. No, they weren't. Well, in Athens, I've, all the uh, the paintings and the statues, the women are they're thick. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Made me think of something else. Maybe Rome, but but like in Sparta, they were into thick women like just basically chicks on Instagram now that like have very muscly asses. That's that's what Spartans liked. They, okay. They really. Oh, okay. So Athens was different to. I mean, I know Athens, was different, but the the, <laughs> the um the tastes were different. Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's look. All I'm saying is, regardless, look, it doesn't matter what Athens was into. The point is that in every society, it was kind of just like this group think that you bought into of that's what's hot now, and I think it's the same thing with men because. If you were from a fishing village in Japan, it would probably be good for you if you were stocky. Um, basically, because like you'd be able what? to like dive better. Sorry, um, this is one of your infamous tangents. That just how do you go from female body sizes to like men in J- a Japanese village being stocky? Well, okay, so okay, wait. No, you are talking about the okay ideal body size. All right, I can see the connection there. Carry on. Well, that's pretty much just the end of it. It's just like, look, certain environments, certain cultures kind of just push on to people what is conventionally attractive and what isn't. So actually, in a way, when people are always saying that like, fat is sexy, and then everyone's just like, no. You know what? I really think that if uh, magazines just kept pushing that, for the next 20 or 30 years, just very obese women as being like the it thing. Maybe if it wasn't just like a trend at the moment to just get a lot of like sales or whatever, if they really consciously started pushing this, that's what would become attractive. So the activists aren't wrong then? I don't think that they necessarily are. I think that they are wrong in terms of like health and genetics. Oh yeah. But in terms of like... 
Ideal. The psychological imprint that you can put on society, I definitely think that you can alter that. Don't you think there's some level of um, biological component there? There are traits that we are attracted to. Um, men are attracted to a higher fertility in women and signals of that are larger breasts and a larger ass. Mm. So that always will always be the case, regardless of what the media um, shows to us. Although having said that, 20 years ago, the the ideal woman was extremely thin and everyone seemed to be on board with that. Yeah, your Ally McBeal days. Except except black guys. They were always like... They were always into the thick. That ass. I like big butts. They started the trend. They always start the trends. It's not even a trend. It's just like a way of life it's, because it's never changed. It's the truth. It's the truth. They were telling the truth, whereas the magazines were lying to us. Damn, they were keeping it real. Mm. And you know what? Okay, all right. <laughs> it's 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 one or the other. You can socially engineer society to like any type of person if you want, but at the end of the day, no, it's 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 all about dat ass. <laughs> can you, do you think you can do that with men? Well, yeah, that's yeah, definitely what happens. In ancient Greece, didn't they actually like tiny dicks? Yeah. Because the big dick was seen as um, big ego. animalistic. Oh, was closer it? Closer to the, you know, beasts. Mm, mm. That makes and sense. And was it an ego thing as well? Because all the uh, Statue of David, man, that guy's... Teeny. He's got a micro dick. But it's probably it's actually tiny. not even that micro. It's just, it's just oh, it's it's flaccid, a blood so, penis. Yeah. yeah. But even then, it was... It was very, very small. <laughs> yeah, this is a funny story. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> you know, you, you anticipate this. Like, get ready for this one. When, uh, when I was a kid, um, as twelve-year-old and thirteen-year-old boys do, they, uh, we were talking about, we were measuring our dicks. Mm. Not not all together like we did it. No, but everyone does. Did it, it in private. You've got to do it. And it's a passage. You know, the boys were were talking about their sizes, and mine was a lot smaller. And they were, you know, imagine the amount of uh, mockery you're going to get from that all throughout high school, basically. But yeah. what I didn't realize, and this is my fault, I measured it flaccid. And considering that, I was actually pretty damn good. <laughs> but for all, like, four or five years of high school, I thought I had the tiniest dick <laughs> because they had all measured their erect penis and I had measured a flaccid penis. So I was so insecure about it. Uh, so lost near. And then in year, it was a year 11 or 12 or something, and then they were talking about it again. And then... Um, they were they were they were talking about oh it's so hard to measure though because you got to keep the boner and then I was like wait what wait you're measuring I can't believe it clicked then erectics fuck oh. and then I was like damn I am slightly above average <laughs> <laughs> for that friend group <laughs> so I was like yeah who's Indian now but for so Ugh. you know what it's like it's like when um but I still because in that's that, those are the formative years, right? When you're a teenager. So I think that's just imp imprinted in my mind that I have a small dick, even though I actually physically don't. I'm, look, 
I swear to God on this, all right? I'm not just saying this because it's going out publicly. But you know when people are fat in their adolescence and then they get skinny, but they always have that mindset of like, oh, I'm fat. Mm. I think there's like remnants of that with me. Not really? Like I still feel, <laughs> I still is like slightly embarrassed of it. Sometimes. Really? Yeah, sometimes. Do you know, what I mean? have a stand-up joke about this. It's actually, it's actually kind of racist. Girls will uh, occasionally, not always, and I'm not bragging, like I'm actually not bra- it's not, it's, like I'm not packing some anaconda or whatever at all. It's actually like, you know, 80% of men are within this like 5.8 to 6.2 inches or whatever. And I'm like pretty much in that. <laughs> but I'm not making this up. On numerous occasions, girls will be like, oh, it's bigger than I thought. But they don't actually say it's big. That's all. Oh, it's big. bigger than I expected. Really? Yeah. So like they, because I'm Indian, they just expect it's me to have teeny. a fucking tiny little micro dick. Really? Yeah. I assume that, oh, and I'm a smaller guy, so, but they're not, it's not in proportion, like, there's actually no correlation between height and penis size. I've looked into this. And there's definitely a, dif- there's definitely a correlation between race and cock, though, isn't there? Well, that, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, Cause me, well, I like to think I'm a bit of an exception to Well, that. I don't know what Indians have, because I've never looked at Indian oh, porn. The stereotype I have is- seen a lot of black guys in porn. Yeah, yeah. Well, the stereotype is, is uh, yeah, black guys are massive and Indian and Asian men are tiny. Teeny. And the statistics actually do back that up. Like, when, when the condom companies went to India, they had to reduce the size of, you know, medium-sized condom by, like, two inches or something. Holy shit. <laughs> Someone told me that. I don't know how true that is. Don't know how true that is. But anyway, for any, uh, if there are any young boys uh, listening to this, if you're uh, getting in a measuring contest with your mates, don't measure it flaccid. Yeah, just get hard. And here's the other thing that I don't think that most 12-year-old boys have figured out yet. You can lie about it. Yeah. No one's ever going to check, unless you're at a private boys' school, maybe they will there, but like in most and friend And how are you going to get erect then? You can just be like... Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I'm a grower. Yeah, there's yeah. so many ways yeah. out of it. If you're in a private Just do the school. exact opposite of what Neil did. Yeah. <laughs> At least I was confident enough. I was like, oh, this is so big of this. I mean, look, I will give you points for being honest about it, Neil. That's, that's a nice trait to have, especially when you're doing, like, you know, the metaphorical, ver- like, you know, a dick measuring contest, as in, like, yeah. a bragging contest. Yeah. You're doing the literal version of that. <laughs> well, I actually am. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it really fucked me up for, like, year 7 to 11. Fuck. I, ge- so I many genuinely dark just thought I had, like, a fucking micro penis. <laughs> and I put, I actually did put it down. Oh, I guess I'm Indian. Real. Yeah, how sad is that? That's really bad. <laughs> oh, dude. It's so good that this is like a real deep dark wound that you've shared with us yeah and it's about yeah. your cock mm. and as if it wouldn't be anyway because that's pretty much all anyone ever thinks about isn't it i'm hungry and like do i have a boner or not so yeah, yeah if you, if you yeah. aren't especially in those at years. that age jesus and then yeah i'd watch porn but you know obviously the guys dicks in porn are massive exactly so i just thought oh that's normal size Normal. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Daddy D. Scary penis. Yeah. That man has the scariest penis in all porn, I reckon. 
It's so long. Is he? I don't know him. I know Johnny Sins. That's the only guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Foreskin Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it true that bold, bold men have bigger dicks? I heard that. Probably. Somewhere. Why? Testosterone, dude. Is that yeah? No, is that true as well? Like bald men have higher testosterone. I think so. There's and a it makes a lot of sense there. because most bald dudes. I I really think that this is something about bald guys. Either they are either they've got a massive dad bod or they're jacked. Yes, and but there's and it just even goes into their personality. I think I think they're either Buddhist monks or they're just like psycho myth heads. There's there's never any <laughs> like. Don't you reckon like every every bald guy that you've ever met is either like extremely chill or really aggro? I've never met ones that are kind of just a normal guy. And I think it is to do with testosterone. Let me. I don't know many bald guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I know some guys that are going to become bald eventually. Um, trying to. Okay, one is coming to mind, and he's he's pretty aggro. Yeah, it's a thing, it really is. And dude, it's like it it's not their fault. Is your uh, is your dad bald? Yep, and he's a psycho. Okay, you know, well, look, I love my dad, but that man has a hot temper. Mm. You know, mm. like uh, that he's one of those guys that like when he yells, he's just like, I'm just going to go on a walk. You know, he's one of those guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, my dad, uh, my dad, all, all, I feel like all fathers have a temper. Of course they do. What is this like imaginary father that they always put in the sitcoms now? That's like just completely whipped by the mom and doesn't ever yell or all dads are Homer Simpson. There's no such thing as a Ned Flanders dad. They don't exist. Ned Flanders dads don't exist, but cuck dads definitely exist. If you're talking about that, then yes, there is a, yeah. a huge oversupply of them. Yeah, okay. They just um, make kids that like really like great Northerns when they grow old enough, you know? Like they're, they're, there's a they definite type. They make, huh? Kyle's. What's a Kyle again? A Kyle is just... <laughs> have you seen that Trevor Wallace video where it's... um. No one guy's named Kyle, and he's just drinking Monster Energy and like trying to break. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> the Australian version of that would just be um, wearing globe skate shoes, three quarter pants, and loves metal music and um, Red Bull and just en- energy drinks. Skater. Yeah, no, not quite a skater. Um. More, oh, more, I know who you're talking a, a about. Kind of metal fan, dude. Basically, everyone from Newcastle. Yeah, that's what they're into there. Yeah, they're Curly either they're hats. either just mad footy players or uh, that <laughs> or Kyle. Ba- basi- yeah, <laughs> just basically cunts at the pub. Yeah, I know exactly those guys. Newey. I like Newcastle. Oh, man, who doesn't? You know what? It's because it's got that kind of something for everyone. It's rough as guts and also really hipstery. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird right now because you go to the city and there's all these kind of trendy bars, and but then people you remember, in the bars Newcastle. are all just people that look like they want to glass cunts. Yes. <laughs> and there's always next to every bin that I've ever been to in Newcastle, some insane man kicking it. 
It's just like it has to be law there. There's there's definitely a type of there just must be a huge crazy homeless man population in Newcastle. Hmm. And I think, I'm always wondering the same thing. Why? It's so cheap to buy a house here. Dude, th- th- look, I could ponder about Newcastle for days. That is more of a mystery to me than space. The, pla- <laughs> the fact that that place exists <laughs> is bizarre. <laughs> hmm. Like Wollongong hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah, because it's, it's quite far from Sydney. Actually, it's not. It's not a sat. It, well, you'd call it a satellite city, but it's not really a neighbouring city. No, there's a whole central coast in the middle. It's, it's, it's a separate. Si- it's it's got a bigger population than um. Well, definitely than Hobart, Darwin, Canberra. It after the Gold Coast, it's the most populous non-capital city in Australia. That sounds right. Yeah. And also, you know what else as well? There's a real key to the audiences in Newcastle. Should have a big bash team, I think. I think it's at that stage. Yeah, it should, shouldn't it? Considering Hobart has a team, and considering there's um, two Sydney teams, two Melbourne teams, Newcastle should have a big bash team. Yeah, just give one of ours to them. Channel 10 or 7, whoever has the big bash now, you're missing out. They'd love love that. Yeah. Why does the Central Coast have a A A-League team? And Newcastle does as well. Like, can't they just combine it? They hate each other, though. So yeah, but let's be honest. Like, it's, the Central Coast doesn't exist. The Central Coast isn't the Central Coast built on swampland. You know the whole point of it. <laughs> like, my it's my just... high school was built on swampland. Was it? Yeah, they, we had to was abandon sinking. it. Yeah, halfway through, they made a new campus. So there was the top school and the bottom school. And um, but any anyone who goes to Carrying Baha'i who listens to this podcast. Back in my day, there was two campuses. <laughs> You're on the bottom school right now, and it's a really small school now. It was otherwise it was like the largest public school in the Shire because there was there was um, two separate campuses, and it was a ten minute walk between them on this thing called the walkway, which was really nice and serene. But the the periods were only forty minutes long, so by the time you got there, you'd you'd missed a quarter of the period. So then they changed the periods to eighty minutes, and eighty minutes is just too long. Wow. Yeah. So there were, we only had four periods a day in high school. And oh, they were the eternal struggle. 80 minutes. But way less Can't textbooks handle. to carry. Much lighter um, backpacks. Yeah, but it was also, you got to factor into the fact that you were doing like four nature trails a day. Yeah, if you had classes at um, bottom and top school. Um, bottom and top school. Yeah. Well, Shout out Caringba High School. Represent. I'm sure there's someone from Caringba who's listening. Oh, there definitely would be. Yeah, that selective school vibe. Yeah, like, dude, if you if you are if you graduated from that school, there would be people constantly listening to it. Pretty much because I'm imagining that you would be kind of like a folklore thing there. Of like, did Neil Cole Hatcar sit in that seat there, Miss? I got that message the other day. They were. I know you went to Caringbo. Just wondering what seat you sat in in this class. What is with the seat? I don't remember. Yeah, I know. It was a different seat each time. I'm sure they've replaced whatever seat they had. Oh, they have a lot of seats now, do they? They're just like, Neil. I don't don't think I'm that much of a royalty there. I know in the drama room, they've got quite a few photos of me because I was just the the king of Caringbo High drama. (laughs) Yeah. I was, uh, ooh, yeah. That was Mike. That was... uh, 
What those black room. and white photos that they have of just uh, people performing Shakespeare and stuff like that? No, no, no. It was um, more modern than that. It was a lot of coloured photos of me doing doing theatre sports, mm. doing my uh, IP. Um, da da. Mm, I was a I was a um, lebo with a kid in my IP. <laughs> a lebo with a kid in your yeah, IP. Yeah, it was actually dramatic. I always did comedy throughout. And I still do to this day, but I thought, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to show what I'm really made of as an actor. And I did this really serious piece about how I had a kid and I couldn't handle it. It's still on YouTube. Yeah, it's filmed Dude, terribly on, the, on one of Upload it. Put what it is? on your main channel. It is, if you scroll back far enough. Yeah, but come on, re-upload. Well, I don't know about that. But Why? We'll see, maybe, maybe. I've got a few really old videos on there that are... Not a great, but um, beardless Neil. Yeah, that's my um, that's my high school drama career. Did you do drama in high school? Yeah, of course. Well, you ha- do you have to do drama in Newtown? No, but it's kind of like social taboo not to do it, unless you know, like music or dance. You have to do one of those. You have to do it. I wish for the I first few New- years, huh? Newtown would have been good for like maybe half a year, but no longer. In the same way, a share house. At uni would be great for 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 the life experience half a year or a year, but I don't know the people who stay there for three, four, five years. I can't do that. But and I, see. I feel what like you mean? Newtown would have been the same for for half a year. All those wild drug parties. But for those of you who don't know, Newtown is a performing arts high school. And can they get? Would we get in trouble for like talking shit about high schools? Why? Why would I don't you know. Would the school be like, mm, you're giving our school a bad reputation? Dude, look, I don't think there's much you could do to ruin Newtown's reputation. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, fair play. But yeah, the party sounded, uh, they sounded good, but, it, you know, in an artistic way. It was a lot of, a um, lot more drugs and, and not just, you know, the shyer parties are just like, yeah, fucking drink goon and booze and finger some chicks. Yeah. And Knuckle deep The, the party <laughs> My guess is that the artistic school parties would be more Well, you know what? They'd probably do that They'd drink goon in a park mm, They're still doing but it But then now. they'd just hook up with like different you know, It would be like a more of an orgiastic kind of hook up Everyone would hook up with each other Yeah, you and know be, them too well It'd be a bit more same sex hooking up Whereas that wasn't very common in my school Not that I would... um. And you know what else is Get really common? That just like Maybe, endlessly. I, if you're there, why not? When in Rome, right? Quite literally, when in. Well, when in well, Newtown. Yeah, when in Newtown. Why not? Man. Respect the culture. What I like still boggles my mind to this day is, and if you're gay, you have to let me in on this. Why do you fuck women? Wait, what? That? What are you talking about? I don't about? understand this. Look, gay dudes oh, actually, are always yeah. having sex with women. <laughs> Wait, and you're not bisexual, what? so what's going on? Wait, where are you getting where are you getting this from? Just all of my Newtown parties. It's always just flushing through my mind. It's just these gay guys that weren't even going for the chicks that like I would like. Just being like, man, if I got to make out with, I'm not going to say their name, but you know, like th- that'd be the J. And then just like my gay friend would walk out, just being like, ha ha ha, yeah, we just fucked. It was really funny. Like that's not supposed to be funny. What the supposed fuck? To just get to goddamn. <laughs> I've heard stories constant. of that. I've heard um, 
where uh, yeah, gay dudes would be, or like a girl would be like, I just tried it with my gay friend. It was funny. It's always like, why is it funny? Why is it funny? And that's such an insult to when you're a teenage boy and you know, all you want to do is probably bang that girl. Yet, I think that's um, why. You know why? Because yeah. th- that's the whole thing, I think, is just like women do find sex to be like a fun activity, right? But when you're when you're a desperate and, and like they, they will, yeah, <laughs> when you're de- it's, it's the most serious thing in the world. Yeah, true. It's it would, more it serious than completely. pandemics, like everything is just that. Mm. Yeah, the, Whereas the, the very serious guy, topic like, of getting just, arsed. It'll be funny. Just try it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fuck, that's probably homophobic in many ways. Why is it homophobic? It's not homophobic. No, at I don't all. think it's homophobic. It's a phenomenon. It's something would... that happens. No, I'm saying my impression of the gay guy, which is like, yeah. No, that's it's just fucking, fact. It is that's... actually just true. <laughs> it's just what they're it's like. It's the same as yeah. The, when I was talking about, look, you can't get offended at the the, the stereotype that Indian men work at Seven Eleven because they just do. Did you see that shit with Josh Thomas? Yeah, I brought it up on one of the podcasts. Oh, I? okay. So I've probably just heard yeah. it from you. And <laughs> yeah, he just... Um, <laughs> like, he made a good point. What do you do if you're casting someone in a 7-Eleven role? Like, you got to you got to cast a brown person. If you don't, it just looks so obvious. Look, I know we've used this word a lot in this episode, but what a cuck. I cannot believe that that guy apologized for that. But also on top of that, True. I cannot believe he was on that panel in the first place. It's just like, surely you had better things to do with your life. Did yeah. you see what they were talking about on that? Did you see the wider context of that like festival no. of dangerous ideas? What's the dangerous no. idea this time? We're just going to be talking about things that are talked on Twitter all the time. What's problematic this year? That's yeah, what he was really doing. There's really nothing dangerous about those ideas. No, no. God. It's dangerous to... Um, intellectually inclined boomers which is the audience of the abc isn't it dude why just sitting in an entire auditorium of people sitting there being like is that racist why why isn't there some more colored people writing movies how removed from the real world do you have to be (laughs) to be sitting there in an auditorium being like yes this is a very interesting intellectually stimulating discussion (laughs) yeah just pathetic yeah yeah. So anyway, but, but look, the, mm. the the long and the short of it is, I hate Josh Thomas. I just need to get that out on the record there, and I'm glad that he went through that massive turmoil, and okay. then went after that. <laughs> and then, yeah, you really and then, hate him. Yeah, I know, and it made me hate him more that he capitulated. It's the Daniel Radcliffe fig all over again. Yeah, yeah, the capitulation of um, many great. Many great people who I admired. No, exactly. Is it that hard? Is it that hard to say, dude, they work at 7-Eleven. Sorry. That's a fact. It's not not like enforcing stereotypes or whatever. It's just called like, you know, reflecting the world. Is that... Dude. Well, look, all right. To to extend an olive branch to the critics of that statement, um, the criticism would be for an Indian actor, which... And this is this rings true to me, but at the same time, that's why I got out of acting. Um, if the only roles you're getting are Seven Eleven, uh, Taxi Driver, and you're not getting any good roles, basically, then you get pretty frustrated. Now I understand acting is a very looks-based industry. Okay, so 
didn't just have to do with race because it's also how good looking you are. You're going to have a massive advantage in acting. Um, now, I don't know if race is that much of a hindrance. Who knows? But Dude, it's definitely not a hindrance. No, but There's you're right. There's quotas now. Yes, it's Like not... my girlfriend acts. She gets roles yeah. because she's Asian. If I was 10 years younger, I'd be like, a, I'd have won an Oscar by now. But you know, <laughs> it was at the right time where that... I was like, oh, fuck this. Like, I can't. Even after my amazing IP where I was the Lebo guy with the kid. My amazing then, IP. Um, you know, the drama king. <laughs> and then I got all the auditions. I got sucked. And my agent was saying things like, yes, they're going to put you in the exotic pile. So I... Uh, but Neil, pay this as well. I wouldn't have been on the internet. if, if You know what? The crazy... If I was white... I would have just, I would probably just be some like schmuck on Home and Away. No, but see, that's the thing. I don't that's think you would have been. I think to be some schmuck on Home and Away, you need to be like some schmuck from the North Shore, basically. True, I'd be some schmuck trying to get on Home and Away. You'd be some schmuck worse. trying to get on Home and Away because they'd be like, <laughs> no, there's some guy that's there, but there's some mysterious boundary that's stopping me from going there. And, oh, okay, that's right. My mum's not the producer. Yeah, true. So I would, oh, that's, that's bad. <laughs> Dude, that's so, so I, much worse. <laughs> so I'm glad those things happened because then it actually pushed me to, to um, get onto the internet, which is what I think the the POC actors should do. But see, this is the Get whole thing. Get onto is- the internet. There's no, um, there's no gatekeepers. There's no restrictions. You can do whatever you want. But this is, this is why I think it's that this whole, like, you know, like, race argument that they're even talking about is just a load of shit. And it's very obvious because everybody there has that same, like, little cabal connection and they all have that same worldview. Like, dude, do you really think that Isaac Butterfield would be getting jobs on the project? Or, like, you know... I don't know, fucking one of one of the hosts and like the new, Wait. like a good news week or whatever. That's not going to happen. Wait, what's that got to do with? Oh, so you're saying like it's their just like dude, it's like their argument is just like wife. they're not getting it because they're of a different race, and it's just like yeah, but Isaac Butterfield is your race. In fact, he's more your race than you because he actually is fucking Aussie, but he's not getting on any of those fucking shows. There's no way he's getting on that shit. Wait, what's your what? So it's it, it doesn't have to do with race. It's about articulating no, it's about, a certain. It's just fitting a certain mold. Exactly, it's about fitting. It, first of all, you have to be born sure. into a, a level of royalty. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. That's the first massive hurdle that you're not going to get. Mm-hmm. The other massive hurdle, I think, after that is if you don't buy into their bullshit group think, you're out. That's true, but then the argument maybe 15 years ago would be even if you had those things, born into royalty and were part of their group think and said exactly what they wanted you to say, then even if then if you were brown, you still wouldn't get on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But I go, but I dude, do get what you, you wouldn't mean. Because you, you wouldn't have been born into that elite circle. But I swear, because that elite circle, they, I know their worldview because I grew up with them. I went to Newtown with these people, right? Mm-hmm. They really, as you can see from everything that they pump out, they really really obsess over the fact of how like tolerant they are and shit like that right yeah so like dude they would definitely accept other races into it it's just a thing of like getting into that little circle sure yeah and it's just like is it worth it no because like dude you hate those people (laughs) 
Everyone hate hates those people. Uh, Everyone on earth hates them. I hate their ideology. Um, individually, I've met some of them. They're nice. They're really lovely people. But that, that group thing, I hate. Look. I haven't met extensively as many of the the big wigs that you've met, but I have met a lot of them, and I do not agree. Oh, okay. I really think mm. they're cunts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't met. I'm not. I would. But you're a more tolerant dude than I am. Actually, you're like you're you're much more able to just gel with other people. Uh yeah yeah depends. Like I've, I've, there's definitely people that I've met with you and then like, you've just turned to me and just been like, eh, it seemed all right. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were fine. You know, like, but Maybe I secretly judgmental. hated them. Huh? Maybe you're just very judgmental. Yeah. I am super judgmental, but I think that you are less judgmental than the average person. I really don't yeah, think okay. either of us are in that gray it's area. Ironic. I'm the tolerant one then. <laughs> yeah, They're not tolerant. I I mean, this is what the Common Sense Brigade say, which I agree with. All the people who are preaching tolerance are not tolerant. <laughs> They're tolerant of you based on immutable characteristics, based on your uh, your skin color or your sexual preference. But they're not tolerant of, um, you know, uh, views that diverge from their orthodoxy. And that's actually... Something, I, 100%. I am part... I am in the common sense brigade with them. But now, you know what? being tolerant doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, agree um, or even respect the view. But you got to just be able to debate. Like, you know what you're doing? That's really, that's changing the game of at least discourse in Australia for millennials and you know Gen Gen Z. Is that the stereotype for anyone who would be a you know pro labor now or on that side of politics would be that they are the cucks and that they are the ones that are sensitive and snowflakes and you're just completely breaking that apart. Dude, it's really a, uh, a damning indictment that I am able to do that as well. I've got to say like, no I really think that the it. propaganda model has become so stupid and so regenerative and degenerated as a result of that, that like, you know, a genius in the twenties invented it mm. and everybody forgot how it worked. So everyone's just getting worse and worse at it mm. to the point that you now have the telegraph just writing like, Oh yeah, political correctness going way too far. And then as soon as you just break the mold and you're just like, you know what? You've got a funny Guido accent. They're just like, Oh my God. You know, like it, it really mm. shows that they can't even deliver their own narrative properly. Yeah, it's extremely hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've destroyed their own narrative as soon as it was challenged remotely. But what um, what you've done is expose a huge weakness because now you're almost immune in many in many respects if you just keep attacking them in, in, in uh, through characters because... Their whole thing for, for the last few years. And f many people would have even voted uh, for, for the, whether it's liberals in Australia, Tories in the UK, Republicans in America, because of oh, too many snowflakes on the left. So they can't complain then. No. And if they do, it just it highlights the immense hypocrisy. And it's actually amazing that no one really kind of thought of that to that extent before. Um, no, but you know what it is? 
Dude, I'm telling you, it's just having common sense. Like it is just really go. this like real free thought thing. Dude, because all it is, right, is this uh, gross little echo chamber that they've dis- they've decided for themselves and then they've just put everybody into those molds and everybody has just accepted those molds because they mm. don't have the... Uh, fortitude to stand up to a group think right where like they're just if they're in that group think of just being like that's racist and shit like that then they're just scared to remain in that group so it actually becomes like it becomes very easy and lazy to just be like that guy's a lefty snowflake or whatever and it's just like dude what i'm a lefty snowflake because I don't like the idea of like foreign agribusiness companies destroying like the most important water sources in Australia. Is that what a lefty snowflake is? Is it? You know, like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. I can say I don't <laughs> want koalas to be extinct, and also I think Chris Lilly's fucking funny. You know, like you, you can do that. You can, but the you know? <laughs> no one, no one was doing it. I know because no of group think. That's what scares me about it. Because people just like go into their little fucking assigned groups that they haven't even thought about. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's just this thing of just getting lotted into two little fucking cattle group pens and, that, and they stay there. And that comes down to the, the, the hyper-partisanship of an, on an issue like climate change as well. If, if you hate snowflakes, you have to be against climate, climate change for some yeah, yeah, reason, yeah, 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 which yeah. makes yeah. no sense. What? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> that makes no sense. No, what it is, it, you know what it is. The only link there I can see is that you have to be against climate alarmism, but no. But even then, if you talk to if, like when Candace Owens is on Joe Rogan and that, and then she's like, "What the hell?" Like, she, clearly, you just have to adopt that. The you just, you just have to take everything that comes with it. It's stupid, and it is stupid, isn't it? It's so. Having said that, when I was younger. Um, I probably didn't think very critically and I would just fall into a group. And you know what it is? It's because you, like you said, how you grew up in, in Newtown and I was really immersed in, in arts and not just arts, amateur arts in Australia, <laughs> which is going to be the same sort of people who probably just graduated in Newtown, right? So yeah. I just hated that. All that group thing, all that, you know, we're tolerant, that I just absolutely hated it. And it actually that hatred informed um, a lot of my politics early on. And then as I got older, I kind of grew out of that. Although I still have that visceral hatred. <laughs> but but um, it is fascinating to observe that in, in myself and in uh, and at society at large um, because it's, um, well, it's scary, first of all. Yeah, it's, no, uh, it is. No, it is. It is very, and you know what else as well? It's because it's it's the one thing that the Telegraph has that is actually popular. Yeah, like everything else that they yeah. enforce does not get wide popular appeal. Everything else that they would go for is in just like you know, like cut Gonski funding. Um, yeah, yeah, military spending of two hundred seventy billion dollars. That's migration great. Migration would probably. Um would that have popular uh, yeah, opinion? But then they tell Sorry, everyone that... to vote for the party that doubled migration. In fact, no. quadrupled migration. Because if you, if you include temp visas, four times the amount of migration. That's the party that they're, uh, you know, funneling their voters into. It's weird that that, that this uh, the media has seemed to, or whatever, it, if it's just the media or whatever it is, there are these ideas about the political parties that if you took, uh, you know, a couple of minutes to actually just look at policies... 
they couldn't be more wrong. I know. In many, in many as in some, in some cases, they do uh, ring true. But they're, they're, there's just this tribal emotional association of you know, I'm tolerant, therefore I have to vote for this party. Or oh, fucking snowflakes, then I have to vote for this. Yeah, party. yeah, it's insane. <laughs> It's insane. Again, I'm not immune to it. Uh, I was definitely more uh, beholden to that earlier earlier on. But uh, as I get older, I'll, uh, no. definitely thinking a bit more critically about that. And this is the phenomena itself uh, is something I'm really interested in. No, I think you should be as well, because I think that it's actually something very important that everybody, especially in our generation, needs to come to terms with. That it's just like, dude, it's okay to hate cucks. Yeah, I swear that's like a big <laughs> fucking thing that needs to be put out. It's just that like, yes, everything that Sky News and the Telegraph ostensibly says about those people, like that is the majority opinion mm. and it is the majority opinion because it's correct. Like actually when you look at it, the majority is just right mm. on like virtually every subject, you know, like it's, it's, it's just like a, a thing of just like, you know, like. If if it's in if it's in the Power. common interests, like that's 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 basically what democracy should be about, right? Power so of the like, people, man. It's the power of the people, but it's Makes also the sense. wisdom of the crowd. Like, dude, like no matter how much propaganda you pump into the public about, you know, like climate change isn't happening, we are doing something about climate change and stuff like that, you will still see it consistently every single time, even though like there's other ways to trick people into voting for the liberals. But you will see that that like, you know, 70% or 80% of people that think, you know, we should be doing something about climate change, that consistently stays at about that level, yeah. right? Like it's, it's, it's just the same with everything. It's the same with like, you know, uh, you know, political correctness has gone too far or whatever. Like, the, the, again, it's exactly the same thing. It's like you are, if you think that political correctness hasn't gone too far, you are the same as people that are saying that climate change isn't happening. You are in like a very slim niche minority yeah. that is amplified by the media. Everyone says that political correctness has gone too far, but then they don't, then they just repost the same sort of things that are part of the uh, ideology that is stifling, not even debate, just discussion on uh, issues of race, culture, gender, etc. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. Yeah, like my perception. I did a gig. I didn't. Have I told you? I did a gig for the um, one of the trade unions uh, a few years ago. It wasn't just the trade union, but it was also some um, people from the Labor Party and there was the trades union. And there was because I first saw Labor Party, I was like, oh, they're going to get offended at my jokes and stuff like that. And then because it's the trade union, I got the heads just all like tradies. Hmm. But it's just weird that I kind of had that perception because you just you just associate, you know, labor with like oh fucking softies. No, dude, like and you know you know what I see all the time, like because I talk to like a lot of these politicians, mm. right? Dude, like usually within the first few sentences, they'll just be like, "Did you see that?" Like you know, story that the project did on Gladys Berejiklian, just being like, oh my God, she's a female premier. Isn't that incredible? Like, this is mm. the stuff that they say behind closed doors of just being like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like they, they don't actually think that stuff. It's kind of just a thing that is being projected by papers and they don't have an outlet to really say what they actually think or what their positions are. Say what you want about... Uh someone like Pauline. And this is why a lot of the populace actually now does almost have a liking towards her. She is very authentic. Like there's no 
veil there. No. She just tells it like it is. And a lot of people who would never have voted for her probably would vote for people like that. because. And it's the same Trump thing. It's, it's the authenticity. Uh, they just are a real person. They're being themselves. And people like that. No, that's true. I don't think people the thing sh- is, though, that she is afforded that position, though. Yes, people shouldn't necessarily base their whole their vote on that, but but they do. No, but it appeals. That's it the whole thing. But the thing is that, like, you know, a she's from a minor party, so she's not even looking to ever win an election. So she's got that freedom yeah. outright, right? True. Like, if you're part of a majority party, there's a lot of things that you have to just be very restrained about. Mm-hmm. So she has that. But the other thing is as well is that she is deliberately stoked by the media when it suits their agenda to be stifling votes towards her, siphoning votes towards her. But when they find it inconvenient to be siphoning votes towards her, that's when she goes into these long periods of persecution Mm. And, you know, all these legal battles start rising on it. Like, dude, in a lot of ways, I've got to say, I feel very, very sorry for Pauline Hanson. She is a, she is a tool beyond her measure that she doesn't understand what she actually plays in the role, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I can see... Well, that's what's happened now. Yeah. Like, right now, like, they've just because, like, Black Lives Matter is big and whatever, like, she said something that was, like, very uncontroversial from what I can gather. It might have been some other clip that I'm from the Today Show that wasn't, but this was the one that they were showing, right? Of her just saying that, you know, uh, people in these flats in Victoria uh, can't speak English and that's why there's, like, a tighter restriction around them or whatever. Dude, even if that is factually incorrect... What is so egregious about that, that you have your contract with Channel 9 cancelled? The reason that that is happening is because I think after the Eden Monaro result, they've realised, oh shit, this isn't working for us anymore. So they're just shutting down One Nation as a party. I think that's what's happening here. Anyway. Yeah, but that's, that's like I said, that's working in her favour because it emboldens her base when she gets quote unquote cancelled. Because they then just have more fervor towards her. Yeah, this is the other it, thing that media doesn't understand. It's not 1999 anymore. Yeah, and then it um, it reaffirms her whole position that you know you just can't say. I was looking at the comments on that on the Today Post. All of them were c- criticizing today and saying this is ridiculous. You can't say what you want anymore. What happened to free speech? Now, really, the the truly. The truly, you know, free market view would be, okay, today is a private company, like Channel 9 is a private company, they can do what they want, because it's not, if she was getting canned off the ABC, that would be different, so it's government funded. Um, But all the comments, all the comments were supporting her, none were saying, yeah, good that that dinosaur has been taken off. You got those comments, but they were on Twitter. Mm. And again, this isn't necessarily a gauge on everyone's opinion no but it emboldens her vote base obviously absolutely and it might even push some people to vote for her because it's just another uh it's it's just another symptom of cancel culture and political correctness which, it depends uh, how good her social media hate. game is yeah <laughs> it depends like she if she was smart she could exploit this very very well I'm sure she will I mean, it's not that, but she was like a occasional contributor to Channel 9. I'm sure another channel will take her up eventually. Yeah, but like, it, that's true. If but anything, like, it damages Channel 9's break because I don't think they're aware. I don't think they're catering to their base. No. Their base isn't the people. Their base are Bogans. Yeah, they've, they've really, um, 
No one on Twitter is watching them. Channel Nine. It's 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 a dumb decision by yeah. that guy, whoever the head of Channel Nine is. Yeah, I don't know. If 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 there was an election today in Australia, um, she probably would win some more Senate seats. Look, again, this this when it comes down to like you know Senate seats and stuff like that, that a lot of that just comes down to. Uh, how tight her campaigning is when uh, look when it comes to like major parties I don't think campaigning means anything but when it comes to minor parties definitely and it just depends on whether she can exploit it or not and I'm imagining because I've been talking to other people dude even in major parties and stuff like that dude they have no idea none none Hmm? about about social media nothing they really really basic things that they should be doing they just don't do and you know what i just realized like basically wow if you ever wanted to or if frenchie ever wanted to or anything like that i swear that they could be political consultants and be making six-figure salaries overnight by going to parties across the world and just being like here's a good idea instead of just you know having a shot of you in like a hard hat and a visor how about you just have a photo with your dog? Even something like that. Mm. There's like all these things that they don't understand. Or like they'll just be like, oh, I just posted that one. That got 100 likes. That one got 100 likes. Oh, this one got 1,200 likes. Oh, we, we'll, yeah, we'll go back to what we were doing before with 100 likes. It, yeah. They're just completely at a loss about it. There but, was a team that, um, wasn't there a social media team that worked with the Liberals and then the, the Tories in the UK mm-hmm. that... Um, and how old were they? them. They were like in the early 20s. Yeah, they were young, weren't they? But that's the thing. Is I knew like... one of them. I know one of them. How? He used to make videos. What? Yeah, he actually just made comedy videos. So that, But that's the perfect person you want as a social media consultant. Not someone yeah, who's done exactly. a social media degree. No. Yeah, one of us. You want one of, yeah, you want someone who's actually produced results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but, without money. Yeah. I'm not... I wouldn't do that, but... <laughs> Yeah, those guys, I know exactly what they did and it was genius of just making boomer memes deliberately so that they could spread them on all of their like uh, Lithgow 270 Facebook pages, which is basically just a localised current affair. That is how you win an election. Especially because... Huh? It works. Oh, yeah. Massively. Mm. Anyway, we've got to wrap this one up. Sorry. Um, Anyway. This is, this is a good... That was just one with banter, hey. We didn't actually... I just forgot about, about it, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got another one in the can then. All right. Well, you, you learnt about my uh, my penis size and... Um, it's very educational. ...high school experiences. Yeah. Um, but what I mainly remember is, um, yeah, just like if anyone knows where the G spot is, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Only on this podcast do we go from... Um, Discussions about politics to the G sport within a minute. I know. I think we've got to beat that Shameless. next next week. We've got to do that. In <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting sloppy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh wait, Subscribe thank you for your time and yeah. check out check out my uh, my other podcast if you get a chance. Thank you. Thank you. Check it out. <laughs>